grab a cocktail with us and welcome to the hot mess that is my life as a single makeup artist living in a college town in Florida. This is Kara's Lipstick Diary. Button. Now that we're releasing episodes in two parts, you don't want to miss out. So hit that subscribe button. It is super important. Make sure you do it. All right, we are back. And this episode, this episode's kind of heavy. You've noticed recently with the pandemic, mental health has become a real priority. And we're seeing people that normally you wouldn't expect to be the ones who commit suicide, committing suicide. Back in December, Twitch ended his life. We've seen lots of different people do it. And oftentimes it's not the people, like I say, that you would expect. So I have a guest here. Her name is Kelly. She is a mental health provider. And we're going to discuss sort of what leads to that and why we see things in media and shows how suicide works and who's going to be the one who does it. And then in the reality, it's not always that way. So I'm very honored to have my guest Kelly here to discuss this very important topic. All right. So we are going to make a cocktail, but I'm going to preface this with, if you are in a dark place, please do not be self-medicating with alcohol. It is very important to not do that. But as you know, our show always starts with a cocktail, so we will make one. But like I say, be aware that it can make your depression worse. And if you are fighting with that, please do not self-medicate with alcohol. All right. Kind of a deep, heavy topic. I know. So let's get started making this cocktail. Again, don't drink it if you are in a dark place. Promise you, it will not make it better. Okay. So we are going to start out with four ounces of Pinot. This bottle, okay, I don't know if this wine is any good at all, but I really liked the bottle. It's real pretty. It's super pretty. So we're going to do four ounces of that. All right, don't spill it, Kara. Don't spill it. Uh, there's two. I need another two. Of course, Cam came up with like a recipe that has like 20 billion things and trying to make me not spill them on camera. He's not very nice that way sometimes. All right, now we're going to do half an ounce of simple syrup which I don't think is actually on my set right now. So, oh no, we do. It's right here. I lie. I think this is it. No, this is lavender simple syrup. I don't know. We're going to put that in there and see if it's any good. Who knows? It'll make it a new flavor. All right, there we go. Some simple syrup. And then we are going to add a half an ounce of peach schnapps. And then from there, we're going to add a half an ounce of triple sec. I swear, Cam is really trying to kill me with this recipe. Like, it is ridiculous, y'all. Okay, half an ounce of this. And then we're going to do one ounce of um, apricot brandy. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. How many more things is he going to make me put in this glass? All right, and then we're going to do three ounces of club soda. All right, that's two. And then we're gonna do another one. And we're using Clearly Canadian. I actually haven't seen this in the stores here in America, but they actually have one that's just club soda. I don't think they label it that way, but that's what it tastes like, so that's what we're using. All right, and then we're gonna do half an ounce of elderflower. Oh my God, I swear, like, and this isn't it. Like, there's more coming, you guys. Okay, well, that's, that's like the main part. This is all I have to shake up. Good Lord. He really is trying to push me over the edge. Okay. Shaking it up, shaking it up. We're, oh, oh, God, it's spilling. Oh, God, it's spilling. See, this is what I'm afraid of. I don't like these shakers. They're just a mess. Okay, and then pour it in the glass. From there, we're going to put in half a lemon and half a lime. And I always have to remember to put it in the right way in the squeezer. Y'all, I am like the least domestic person ever. It is a miracle I can do any of this. 
All right, there we go, half of a lime. And now we're gonna do half of a lemon. Oh, this is challenging, you guys. Ugh. And then we're just gonna add some lemon and lime and some grapes to garnish it because this is like a sangria type thing. He said to cut these in half, but like, whatever, I'm not gonna do that. We're just gonna put some, some grapes in here. There, I mean, that's pretty, right? Like, okay, throw a lime in, throw a lemon in. God, I hope I don't poison my guests with this one because I'm not sure what I just made. All right, you guys, so this subject, like I said at the opening, is a little bit more on the heavy side. It's a little more intense. I am very honored to have Kelly here with me. She is a medical health provider um, and she's in a networking group that I am part of. And so we're, I'm very excited to have her here to talk about the subject because it's kind of important and it's kind of been in the news a lot the past couple of years and suicide is becoming more and more prevalent. Um, and it's oftentimes with people that we don't expect it to be with. Um, so we wanted to sort of talk about that and all of that. But before, I'm gonna need a little sparkle. We're gonna <laughs> need a little sparkle going into this conversation. So. Yay, fancy sprinkle. I'm gonna need you to sponsor me because I'm addicted to your products. I love that you now have them in these individual packs and these are like the mystery color packs so we don't know what colors we're getting. So Kelly, we're gonna add these to our yeah. drinks and like it's gonna be a surprise. And they all kind of look the same until they hit the liquid, which makes it even more exciting. Like what's it gonna do? So I know this is really ridiculous that I'm like making you do this on my show, but like I'm it. addicted to I'm these things. They're super cool. Ooh, mine is turning turquoise. Oh. Mine. Do we? Oh my God, we got the same one. <laughs> That's so crazy. Oh my God, I love it. Okay, so Woo. spin it in there and then it like makes the drink really, really oh, so pretty. pretty. It's so pretty, you guys. Okay, <laughs> okay. While we're talking about a super, super heavy conversation, let's have at least a pretty looking thing to drink. Lots of sparkle. <laughs> I love it. So, suicide. 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 And this is a heavy, heavy conversation to have. Yeah. Um, you know, and... One of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation is because I have tried to commit suicide in the past yeah. and most people don't know that. And yeah. they look at me and they look at someone who is pink and sparkly yeah. and bubbly and they're like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. um, even I have a therapist, um, you know, and I was just talking to her before doing this episode and I said, you know, this is one of the subjects we're talking about. And I said, you know, it hits close to home for me because mm -hmm. of my past. And she went, wait, hold up. How has this not come up in a therapy mm -hmm. session? And I was like, oh shit, we've never talked about this. And she goes, have you processed it? And I was like, I don't think so. So this should be a really interesting <laughs> a episode. Somewhere. Let's, let's uh, unload this on an episode and see what happens. Oh God, <laughs> fantastic. Oh, okay. But the, re the reason it like caught my eye right now is recently in over the holidays, Twitch, mm -hmm. um, the dancer committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And we all, I mean, he lit up the room. Everyone mm -hmm. loved him. Mm -hmm. Everyone was so shocked. Mm -hmm. And we see that over and over again where it's Robin Williams, Kate Spade, all these people who were the light bubbly people who made everyone feel good are mm -hmm. the ones who then unexpectedly commit suicide. Mm -hmm. And you oftentimes hear from loved ones. We, we had no idea. Yeah. We never saw this coming. Yeah. Um, and I look at my own story and to be honest, I'm not sure my parents knew that I tried to kill myself in middle and high school. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think they knew. Mm -hmm. um, we never talked. It never mm -hmm. became a thing. So that's why I wanted to have you here on the show to discuss all of this. Um, when you're dealing with clients, yeah. obviously, you know, 
what are some of the, the things that people don't expect mm -hmm. from people who end up committing suicide mm -hmm. or go down that path? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it speaks a lot to what you just said. Often in processing trauma with a client, we can talk about even sometimes what we call the gift of trauma, yeah. where um, I think having gone through some of the deepest suffering that life mm -hmm. has to, to give us um, also helps us connect with the deepest joys and the yeah. deepest highs and knowing how important that is. So I think you often see this you know dichotomy where the people who just light up the room there's a flip side to that yeah you know they know the deepest suffering or they they so deeply know how important love or joy or connection yeah. is and so they are just these huge generous hearts that just want to bring that into yeah. the room um I think beyond that you know I was talking to a colleague before coming on here and we were both thinking of clients who ended up um, attempting suicide and both our previous sessions, the clients had said something along the lines of like, man, I'm feeling the best I've ever felt. I'm really the happiest I've ever been. Um, so it, you know, I think for, you know, even for us, but for people, it's really confusing and scary because yeah. it can be so hard to see or to know. Well, and I think that, you know, when you have those ideas in your head of suicide, mm -hmm. it's often, I mean, I more recently went through a period where I didn't even realize I was having suicidal thoughts. Yeah. Um, you know, every, it was 2019 people, a lot of people knew me in 2019 and would never have known that every single time I got behind the wheel of my car, mm -hmm. I was thinking about, okay, if I hit that building, mm -hmm. will the impact be enough to kill mm -hmm. me on the spot? Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I was having those thoughts mm -hmm. until I started getting better. And that's what's even scarier mm -hmm. is the fact that I didn't realize I was there when I was, yeah. um, you know, and when I was younger, I actually acted out on some of those things, yeah. um, you know, and no one who knew me would have had any clue, mm -hmm. any clue mm -hmm. um, because it was, and I knew for me, I knew the pain and I knew that I didn't want to burden that yeah. on anyone else. Yeah. So that's why I think it's always been, I want everyone else to feel amazing when yeah. they're around me. Mm -hmm. And it was that almost overcompensating mm -hmm. to make everyone else feel mm -hmm. amazing mm -hmm. and bring that mm -hmm. so that they didn't have to experience the pain that I was feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the, you know, not that there's any, Thing super, super clear. But one of the tells I think can be when you hear someone getting to that point of believing that they're just burdening others, yes. that other people would be better off if I wasn't here. Yeah. That's a really big kind of thing to be listening for. Well, and I think that that's one of the things, because people always ask who've never gone mm -hmm. down that road. They, I, I don't understand. Like, don't they realize they're hurting the people yeah. they left behind? The problem is that you feel like you are already hurting them yeah. by existing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and you, you see that you're actually relieving their pain mm -hmm. by going, mm -hmm. it's a very different mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's hard to yeah. always pick up on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think when you're working with a client who's in that space or a friend, like kind of holding both, like recognizing when we, when we're that deep in the hole, yeah. like we're not thinking rationally. No. It, it's so deep. It's so dark. We're not seeing things clearly. Um, you know, and I think of what you were saying when you're in it, sometimes it's even hard for you to see. Um, I lost my train of thought. 
It's all good. Sorry. It okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, <laughs> that, you know, often I'll say to clients, like our, our brains are just these amazing problem solving machines. Yeah. And so when we are in that deep, our, our brain is simply looking at the cost benefit analysis yeah. and it's saying, you know what? The suffering has outweighed the joy. It's yeah. outweighed the pleasure. And you know what? I have a solution for that. And those thoughts just start and you instinctually start, coming And you start in. snowballing. Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. snowballing. I always tell people, cause I'm a big fan of therapy. Like yeah. it is, it saved my life. Literally it has saved my life. And so I'm a big proponent of it. And I'm in a great place in life right now, like fantastic place. But I tell everyone, I still have that appointment with my therapist every single month Mm -hmm. because when that dark spot hits, that's Mm -hmm. when it's hard to make the phone call. Mm -hmm. That's when it's Mm -hmm. hard to make the appointment. So I keep that standing appointment every month in case I suddenly go into that black hole. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we say, you know, the whole idea of kind of therapy as part of this wellness model that Mm -hmm. it should be preventative. Yeah. I say to my clients a lot too, like therapy can be seasonal. Yeah. Like there are some seasons that are really stormy and we might need to come in every single week and there are going to be some seasons that are going to be calmer and maybe that's, you know, monthly or or as needed or whatever. But having that person with that relationship already established, you know, we also compare it to going to the gym a lot. Yes. You know, just Well, I mean, and we go to the dentist for our teeth. We go for an annual checkup. Like, these are, it's really too bad that we don't think of our brain in the yeah. same way that we think about, you know, our teeth. Like mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. as important, if not even more so yeah. because we can have actual physical problems Oh, absolutely! because of yeah. mental health issues. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, when I was talking to my therapist and I was, you know, we were talking about, you know, the difference between, you know, having suicidal thoughts and mm-hmm. su- suicidal mm-hmm. ideations mm-hmm. Um, and not really, you know, the public sometimes doesn't know what the difference is, Um, you know, and can you, can you explain a little bit? Yeah. This is something that's like near and dear to my heart. Again, I think what you were saying earlier, uh, people are scared to open up about it, but even to your therapist, right? They don't, you don't want to even want to burden your therapist with a degree of pain. And, and also understandably people are terrified of getting Baker acted. Yes. And so, which I totally respect. My mother tried to have me Baker acted when I was fine and not when I wasn't. Yeah. You know, it's a terrifying thing to be faced with. And so Often when I have a client who I can tell is kind of skirting around the subject, yeah. I like to preface with, listen, I am going to have to Baker Act you if you tell me you have a very clear plan, yeah. you have very clear means, you know, you have the intent that you've got the access and you're walking out of my office yeah. and you're going to go do that. Other than that, I want you to know I am not afraid of your suicidal thoughts. I am, I am willing and here to hold space. Yeah for the suffering that you're feeling right now. And I want you to, you know, have that, that room and that permission to, again, going back to that idea, your brain's just problem solving. So I, the intention is that this is a safe space where you can bring those thoughts forward and you can talk about it and feel heard and have someone who is privileged to bear witness for the place of suffering. You know, it's funny because I always think about therapists and be like, damn, we all have to take on a lot of emotional baggage. But it is a privilege Absolutely. to have the responsibility yeah. to be there for that person. Because yeah. um, like I say, when I brought up, I honestly am shocked that I had not brought up the fact that I had actually started acting out steps mm-hmm. of suicide twice when I was younger. Um, it like was really shocking to me that I had not talked to my therapist about that yeah. yet. Um, that that had not come up. Cause we've talked, y'all, we have talked about everything. <laughs> um, things that like, I didn't even know I needed to talk about. We talked about, um, but I, you know, I also, it was, I brought it up because I was like, I don't think my family ever knew. Yeah. Like, my parents never mm-hmm. talked to me about it. I don't think they ever knew. Now, my school, I'm pretty sure, was aware. Mm-hmm. Because actually, I had a classmate who tried to kill herself in high school. Yeah. And for some reason, 
was a little weird. They brought all the girls together in the class and then for some reason had me talk to everyone. No pressure, not awkward at all. Looking back, I'm like, what? why did we do that? That does not seem appropriate. Um, so I know that my school must have been aware of the right. situation, but I don't think, my parents never once mentioned yeah. it to me. So mm-hmm. I don't think that they knew. And I mean, mm-hmm. I was very fortunate because things stopped me each time. Something yeah. happened. I, Y'all, artsy kid here. I'm not going to do anything like normal. It's going to be dramatic. Um I had literally drawn out a design on my mm. arm and was going to cut it out. I still actually have a couple little scars from it on my wrist, mm. but I wanted it so that when they washed away the blood, there was a piece of art. Mm. Thank God my cat jumped up when I had made one small cut mm. and knocked my hand and I cut mm. it in the wrong place. And I was like, well, I can't do that now. It messed up the design. <laughs> yeah. But like there was like a yeah. full out plan, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, I look back and I'm like, holy shit. Like if I had actually acted on on that in, Mm -hmm. I think eighth grade, Mm -hmm. look at what all I would have missed out on. Yeah. Um, You know, and that's something that now, because I know obviously my brain goes in that direction Mm -hmm. that I have to remind myself every Mm -hmm. single day, Mm -hmm. like look at what I would have missed if I had Mm -hmm. actually acted out on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, doing the work that I do, you, you know, I got goosebumps just listening to your story. You hear so many stories of just uncanny things of people just on the verge and the gun malfunctioning or the beam breaking. And it's just goosebumps every time. Twice I had that happen. Cause the second time I was my ninth grade class trip to DC to the presidential inauguration, which by the way, I was super pumped and excited to go to. Like I had been little miss, like I was my little, ninth grade self standing on street corners with Clinton signs. So getting to go to his inauguration was like the coolest thing ever. We hadn't even got into the inauguration and I hit one of my dark spells. And I remember all of my, I had three roommates in our hotel room and they were out flirting with boys or something. And I took an entire bottle of Prozac Mm -hmm. and I remember, I remember putting on dark eyeliner. I remember putting on lipstick. I remember feeling I needed to be like surrounded by something so somehow I wedged myself they had like a mini fridge in a cubby and I wedged myself in there and then I don't remember what happened from there I remember the next thing I remember p.s hotels you really should not have windows that open um there was a window that opened Mm -hmm. and I was literally leaning all the way out when someone walked in and if someone hadn't walked in at that moment again I wouldn't be here um Mm -hmm. I was fortunate that that People, something stopped me something each time, yeah. um, but I was lucky as fuck yeah. because I wouldn't be here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you hear, again, similar stories of, and, and you know, I love the way you even say now, which I imagine is some perspective of like the dark spell. So yeah. now you've been through that. You have that awareness. You have, you know, maybe different skills or tools or, or whatever. But I think that's so much the message is like, this is going to pass. Yes. Because all the people who have those just uncanny stories, you know, almost all of them say how just grateful they are for those well, weird things that. And intervened. amazingly, the next day I was at the inauguration and yeah. happy as a uh, mm-hmm. as a pete. Like I was the happiest thing mm-hmm. ever. So it was like literally, and it spirals. Yeah, it goes from like zero to a hundred yeah. in seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a very weird place to be yeah. when suddenly you basically lose control. Mm-hmm 
-hmm. of your own thoughts. Yeah. And this, and I don't know if this is the rabbit trail we want to go down, but, um, I think this brings up just the importance of access. Um, you know, Oh my God, 50% of suicides are firearms. There was a study in the UK, um, during like the forties and fifties, there was some kind of oven where it was, I think it was carbon monoxide. It was very, very, and they all put their head and all the suicide rates were so high. And as soon as those ovens got updated and moved out, the suicide rates went right back down. And so it's, it's There's not the fact that someone's just going to commit suicide. Well, how easy, how is, the easy is the access going to be? And that's one of those things where it's like, if it was easy, yeah. I would be dead. Exactly. You guys, what happened? Why did the episode stop halfway through? Um, because you need to hit that subscribe button so that you catch the second half of it next week when we release it. Hit that subscribe button. You don't want to miss out. See you in a week.